and welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's entertainment talks wa- podcast for the Walking Dead on Fox UK and AMC. I'm your host, David, and joining me today is Matthew as my co-host. Hey, how you doing, David? <laughs> I'm very well, thanks. We've slightly switched around this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to quickly explain why that is, it's uh, Entertainment Talk's fifth anniversary this week. Technically, it was yesterday, but it's the same week. So uh, I thought I would do a little something which I'm kind of sort of naming co-host week, uh, which is where you host this episode and uh, Robert hosted Gaming Talk yesterday. Uh, those will be the only two episodes that are included in that, but I still thought it would be inter- interesting to do that. So, Yes, yeah. We've done this a couple of times before, I think. I yeah, seem to... yeah. But, uh, it's fun to do it this way around sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, was episode um, 1022, Here's Negan. And it's the episode I think we've all been waiting for out of when, like, since they first announced that they were going to do these extra episodes. Um, so, what did you think? Uh, I thought this episode was incredible. Um, what, one, one of the really strange strengths of this episode, which I realised it was doing as we were going on, I can't think of too many episodes that have successfully told this story backwards. Um, yeah. Because you start off kind of in the present. You do go back to the present, obviously, at the end. But you start in the present, you rewind, you, you, know, you go 12 months, 6 months, whatever it was. We'll get into that when we get into the recap. Um, but I was, like, thinking, you know, as the episode was going on, they're doing this story backwards, but it's not only making sense, but it's actually doing it really, really well. Um, yeah. yeah, I think this is... I, I don't know about the best episode of Walking Dead. I'd have to maybe think about that. Obviously, l- last week, I was pretty clear that, okay, this is. I think this is the worst episode. Um, yeah. Which, like I said, it was interesting what we what we thought was, or maybe what I thought was going to happen, which is going from potentially the worst episode to potentially the best episode, which mm. I think is exactly what's, what's happened. Pretty but, much. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know in terms of, like, absolute number one best episode of the show, but it's certainly got to be at least in the top five. Um, what's interesting about the episode as well is, you know, this is this episode features what one, two walkers maybe, mm. um, and it, it does just go to show you don't always need walkers to make the episode great because this this is clearly you know character focused episode on both Lucille and on uh, Negan of course, but um, we've been looking forward to this for for a long time. There's been the Here's Negan comic, which came out was it two or three years ago? I can't quite remember. And uh, whenever somebody's asked us, you know, feedback, what would you like to see or what would you want them to do? We've always kind of brought this up quite a few times. Um, I, I mean, we we were talking about it more in terms of could they do this as like a spin-off miniseries? And I think there's room that you could do even more with, with Negan's backstory. We we know his backstory now, but there's, there's potential to, to tell even more of that story, I think, which is great. But, um, yeah, there's potential to tell even more of his backstory, which is a very good thing. But... Um, yeah, this was this was just a really really strong episode for for setting out what they what they went to do, and uh, gave me kind of a little idea that you know because they said about doing this uh, Walking Dead stories I think that they maybe have called it maybe they'll change that name later on I don't know but like an anthology type of thing. Yeah, there I would like to see from just different perspectives because uh, this essentially tells the story as well not just of Negan kind of what he's up to a bit now because you see like Carol and Maggie and uh, Herschel Jr. in the episode. But you also see, of course, you know, what happened to him as the apocalypse was starting, slightly before it, and all that kind of thing. Um, I would really like to see if 
there was maybe a whole season of the walking dead stories that focused on that because we've had some of that in world beyond we had very little of it in fear we've had some of it in the walking dead the actual main show we had some of it here as well but that's an area that i still would very much like to explore quite a bit and i I like that Mm. they did that in this episode it was obviously a a lot more contained it was you know very much a bottle episode one one of walking dead's well probably walking dead's best bottle episode at least uh but no i I thought this was absolutely phenomenal and uh very 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 emotional in certain places that the death scene of his wife is completely heartbreaking um i mean we knew she was going to probably be dead by the end of the episode but i didn't quite know it would be like that, that. Yeah. And, and just to give some clarity as well i know i've said that i've read the um walking dead comic i decided to not read the here's negan i just wanted to return to that previous perspective of not having read the source material um so i i didn't i we we, we knew roughly what we were going to see in this episode but we didn't know beat for beat what we were going to see and uh, i don't think either of us were particularly expecting that to happen to her but um no. what did uh what did you think of this episode uh, I I'm very much in agreement. I think it, it is certainly in the top five episodes. I mean, what a turnaround from last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, last week's was really quite bad, uh, and this week's I think he's he's one of the top five episodes they've ever produced. It's really good. I I think partly to do with the fact that Jeffrey D. Morgan is so watchable as Negan. Um, I thought uh, Hillary did a wonderful, wonderful job as Lucille in that. And it also helps, of course, that they are married in real life. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that connection works really well. Um, so it, just the way that they put the story together, I did really like the way they were telling it backwards. I thought that was um, really good. You sort of because they go back a little bit and then it jumps a bit further and then jumps a bit further. I thought that was quite clever the way they put that together. Um, the way it it ties back into sort of the present day and does have an effect on Negan in the present day as well. Yeah. At the end of the episode, I think uh, you know it, it's. I, and I'm with you. I would like to see a few more of these that are character studies that, that inform why certain characters are the way they are. Like it'd be quite interesting to say, see um, one with um, Daryl and um, Merle, you know, pre pandemic. I'd be up for that. Yeah. You know, pre, pre sort of, you know, pre zombie apocalypse, you know, it, it would be an interesting one to see that sort of relationship and maybe, what they were up to you know something like like that it just just things that informed those characters a little maybe um and and turned them into the people they are now and i i think the the one thing that makes this work so well is the fact that negan had always been such an interesting character and the the this sort of backstory of how he became this horrendous person but also seems to have quite a good side to him as well and uh, as we'd said many times before, when they were first introduced, had we been following the saviors from the start, would we have seen him as the bad guy as much as we do now? You know, because from mm-hmm. his perspective, Rick wandered into one of his outposts and murdered all his people in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So, it w- I... w- you know, that's there's that. Yeah, I still don't think people really quite get that. There's, I don't want to like you know, say what I'm about to say to, to offend anybody. It's just you know a, a side of a an opinion. 
if you are to look at a character like Negan, now there's other examples of characters that have done similar things. I can't really name who those characters are because it might spoil the things that they've been in. Because I can think of mm. one particular example, but um, it would possibly spoil the game that I'm thinking of. But if if you're one of the people that's kind of like, oh, he killed Glenn and that's it. I think that's a little bit closed-minded, a, a little bit sort of um, yeah. just, just l- looking at things in too much of a black and white situation. Mm. And I think, yeah, going to what you said a minute ago about the whole, you know, if we'd have followed Negan from the start, what would we have thought, which is a very, very valid um, uh, point to, to sort of take with it because, yeah, you, you have to look at... Um, sometimes you have to look at the villain side of, side of the story and think, okay, why are they doing what they are doing? And it's pretty clear that you know when when Neg- sorry when Rick goes to kill some of those people for, for the deal with Gregory, um, that like yeah, Negan would obviously retali- re- retaliate, and most of us probably would do and not exactly the same thing i don't know if we'd all you know get a baseball bat and line people up and whatever but uh we would there's there's a lot of people that would do i I mean especially in this type of world where Mm. revenge is such a normal thing or even not not just even revenge just sort of like raiding people's stuff and just killing them for a bottle of water so that's that's why i don't think a lot of people understand about these types of worlds somebody would kill you for a bottle of water which sounds very dramatic in this day and age but, but, but yeah but they yeah. they absolutely would they'd probably kill you for a a box to sleep in or so, you know because it's, yeah, yeah you're talking about supplies and you are probably talking about life and death um so yes yeah, so some people would just would just take that aggressive uh, aggressive stance but it's just a, a simple case of life and death um but yeah, if if you're kind of just like, oh, he killed Glenn, so I, you know, fair enough if you don't like him for that, that's completely fair. But I think you've got to look at it from Negan's perspective, and this episode does a very, very good job of uh, yeah. of doing that, which was the goal that was set out, and it was very much achieved. Uh, in terms of my expectations, I want to just go to that as well, because I'd, I'd gone in last week with quite high expectations. They weren't exceeded, but they were certainly met, which is still fantastic at the end of the day. Um but uh, no, I, I yeah, yeah. This, this is this is a really really big standout episode. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I thought they did a, a wonderful job. I think one of the things that makes good um, villains is that they're not necessarily villains from a certain point of view. I mean, it's the thing with Thanos in the uh, you know in the mcu mm-hmm. i mean if you look at what he was trying to do he's basically saying we're using up too many resources we need less people they're basically parasites and we need less people using up resources across the universe now his solution was somewhat extreme to that sure but he also wasn't exactly wrong either so you know i mean it's it's one of those when you you look at sort of things from the villain's perspective they need to make some sort of sense i think that's always the problem of um and again it's the same with the the justice league one of the reasons why the joss whedon version didn't work versus the Zack snyder version was because Steppenwolf in the Joss version basically was me, big bad evil, show up and I'm going to destroy things. Whereas 
the Zack Snyder version, there was a motivation for Steppenwolf doing what he was doing, and he was a very more no, nuanced character in that. Yeah. So, and it makes a huge, huge difference. And I think that was one of the things that Robert Kirkman did so well with Negan was crafting this character that had a yeah there, there was a, a real reason for him doing what he was doing you know he wasn't just there to be evil and nasty there was there was something that had driven him to that point and we might not have known exactly what it was but you know he had a way of handling things in a structure that he'd set up that worked and that's how he was using it and yes it was very authoritarian but it worked you know so whilst you might not agree with him there was a purpose to him doing it that way and what i like about this is is it, it shows you how he it very clearly shows you why he's at that point and how he got to that point which um i i just thought was brilliant i thought they did a really really good job with it yeah definitely yeah um so he's do, do you want to do any more pre-talk or is do you want to go on to your uh we'll do the uh yeah we'll do the housekeeping now and then we'll jump into uh the recap so we'll see you for all that in a minute Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, like I mentioned at the top of the show, the co-host week thing that we're currently doing, uh, Robert hosted last night's Gaming Talk episode on that particular episode. We talked about the death of Super Mario because Nintendo decided that the 3D all... 3D All-Stars? Yeah, 3D All-Stars game, which was the collection of three Mario games, has been removed digitally from the Nintendo Switch store for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Nintendo never explained a reason. They told us six months ago that this was going to happen. And on the 31st of March, uh, Mario was in 
in a meme internet sense pronounced uh, dead. Of course, no real person has actually died. There's nothing that serious <laughs> going on. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a bit of a meme within the internet. Super Mario is now uh, dead. Uh, you can still, if you have the interest to go and buy those games, you can still go and get one physically, but uh, they are getting more expensive because they are now harder to get. So uh, thanks, Nintendo, for making your own games yeah. harder to get. And we're talking about Mario, one of the biggest characters That's gaming. very so, weird. So uh, congratulations, Nintendo, for being very weird for no reason at all. So yeah. th- we talked about the silliness of that. Uh, in more positive news, E3 is returning. And uh, Konami is, is surprisingly listed as uh, one of the attendees. We have no idea what they're going to talk about because they don't really make many games anymore. So we'll see what that's about. But we talked about our predictions of what some of the others might show and uh, dug into uh, Microsoft a little bit. Not like that, just discussed Microsoft and uh, their 23 studios and uh, that sort of thing. So uh, we talked about that and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, I also did talk about my impressions of Oddworld Soulstorm, which is the sort of revival remaster sort of of the second game uh so mm. that's great to have that back after 20 something years so uh that's really really good uh part of entertainment talks fifth anniversary just going to go through some of these bits of content i released uh, six podcasts on uh on on tuesday so you can go and listen to the, so these next episodes are the ones for the fifth anniversary so possible skip review for train to Bazan uh, presents peninsula it's the sequel to train to Bazan so that was interesting uh must see review for dunkirk uh christopher nolan's 2017 war film very very good really really enjoyed Brilliant. that that's yeah. a, a must see uh film review you can by the way you can watch uh yeah both of those films on amazon prime in the uk so uh, go and check those out uh possible skip review for bumblebee which is the um spin-off slash prequel for transformers i actually reviewed a transformers film i never thought i never thought that wow. would happen but uh yeah it's uh that's now a real thing that's happened i've reviewed a transformers film don't expect me to review the others because they're not great but uh <laughs> yeah i i talked about that and that was uh interesting nonetheless uh, the other three ones was uh me simply sitting down and watching the cutscenes for crash bandicoot 4 just having some fun watching my favorite bandicoot uh in his of course i've already played the game but uh, i just thought i'd sit down and have have a good laugh and uh watch crash bandicoot 4's cutscenes of course that's an episode that you'll be listening to it's not in video format so you'll be, you'll be listening to that one uh there is spoilers obviously because i'm watching the cutscenes for the game but uh i just yeah just wanted to have some fun and uh Watch some good old Crash Bandicoot. So there's that. Uh, Last of Us, World of Last of Us podcast, did a big character spotlight. This one was for Ellie, who's the main protagonist of both The Last of Us Part 1 and 2 and the Left Behind DLC. Uh, course performed by Ashley Johnson. So I uh, enjoy talking about the main character. And the last of the 5th anniversary episodes was an actor and actress spotlight for Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. The two men that are voiced. Uh, two very, very uh, iconic characters and two characters that mean the world to me in uh, Buzz Lightyear and Woody, of course. Not just a Toy Story focused episode. I did talk about their actual careers because that's the whole point of an actor and actress spotlight episode. But a main focus on Toy Story and their, their careers there and uh, just some of my thoughts on that sort of stuff. But also, yes, talking about their TV and film and a little bit of their game careers as well because they voiced some of the characters for the games and stuff so that was that uh chat podcast for this month talking about march 2021 it went very very well so thanks everybody very much who's contributed towards that uh so i talked about that talked about the fifth anniversary bit of entertainment talks history that kind of stuff just a one-to-one me me and the audience me talking the audience listening of course and uh just kind of celebrating uh, five years of entertainment talk which is still really weird that that's actually happened but here we are <laughs> so uh, there we go uh, football's returned proper football uh, Manchester United returned to face Brighton at home at Old Trafford a 2-1 victory a very 
very shaky start, which seems to be too much of a common thing. But uh, Mark goals from Marcus Rashford and uh, Mason Greenwood won the day there. And uh, Manchester United play against Granada, which I feel like I've been talking about for about six months. But um, we play that game tomorrow in the Europa League. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, so that's everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. And on podcast platforms. Uh, so seeing as David is the host for this week. I'm going to let him read the recap. So David over to you. Okay here we go. Um, Maggie is with her son. Walking with her son Herschel in Alexandria. When she suddenly meets Negan again. Who gives her a strong look. I think that's an interesting way of putting it. <laughs> uh, shortly after Negan appears with Carol in the forest. Debating about expulsion from Alexandria. Uh, Carol leads him to the cabin. Which is the same cabin that we had for um, uh, the where carol and daryl were a few episodes ago um and sort of has moved all his stuff there so he can live there away from maggie um at night negan begins to have hallucinations with his own um self where he begins to debate about sort of the two characters so there's sort of the original negan debating with the new improved negan that we have now um and this results with him going to the place where the war with the saviors ended and uh, he had the final battle with uh, Rick and um, Michonne and he starts digging around with a shovel until he finds Lucille buried in the dirt. So, um, thoughts on this? Yeah, it's interesting with um, something I do quite like actually, which we haven't heard in a few seasons, is like Negan's sort of score, this sort of like silent guitar type of thing because the mm. bad version i suppose the the season seven season eight version of negan shows up and his score sort of kicks in i do i do quite like that because uh, I, I as i've kind of explained before i'm not really a visuals person i'm more of an audio person and uh, i do appreciate a good sort of score um in in that kind of way i don't know if that's intended to be his theme but it is play is it's associated in the show with negan so i so i quite like that and uh, again i didn't yeah just uh in even in the start you know i said at the top of the uh podcast about things i didn't i didn't quite know fully what to expect we knew roughly what was gonna happen but not everything um yeah didn't quite expect you know him to hallucinate um like the previous version of himself you know the the, the sort of war version of negan uh so i thought that was great because those are yeah two different versions of of people and this is something I talked about before, which is important things within character development. I know, I know, I sort of knocked Daryl on the head for this. Um, you know, when we talked about his yeah, episode, not not of... not the yeah. not not the second episode, but the first one that they did, which was the second of the six bonus episodes. Uh, Daryl's just like lack of change. This shows Negan's, um, you know, change change as a character because we we saw, we saw plenty of different versions of him just in this episode alone. And you're seeing two different versions of him talking back and forth to each other. Obviously, that Negan's not there; he's he's hallucinating. But uh, I thought that still thought that was really interesting, nonetheless. And uh, just begins straight away diving into Negan's character. But um, yeah, interesting, uh, strong kind of look from from Maggie. She looks like she wants to murder him or do something uh, like that to him. Uh, completely understandable, obviously. Uh, I wonder what she said to. Um, Herschel, like who who this man is that she's gonna she's gonna see yeah, and stuff. I do I do wonder whether Herschel's actually been told that that's the guy that murdered your mm. father. Um so I don't know. 
I, I suspect she hasn't said anything, but yeah, hmm. that's an interesting one. Yeah, because Herschel seems to be, I mean, is you know, little child and all that sort of thing. I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but uh, yeah, obviously he's, you know, just kind of there with with his mum and, and that kind of thing. But uh, I, yeah, I wonder what she's maybe said about him or if, if like Herschel's pointed him out or something and said, who's that or something. Because uh, hmm. don't forget everybody that, um herschel as well as maggie are both coming back to alexandria so it's not really as if it's it's different with the likes of um rj and certainly with judith who've grown up around these people and who know who these people are herschel and maggie went away for a bit and then they they came back uh so herschel hasn't grown up around these people the same way that that judith has she does he doesn't really quite know you know carol and 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 negan and, and some of these other characters as well as what someone like judith does uh so yeah i've i found that interesting as well um it's good that lucille finally was was back in the episode well they they both were i suppose yeah but uh yeah i like the the scene where he's he's sort of digging around and i i i've been thinking the whole time since the end of season 8 which was the last time we saw him using the bat that it's probably still in that field i mean i remember when we got to um must have been season 9 at some point and he was talking to Michonne and Michonne was like oh you know lucille's just out there somewhere just sort of teasing Negan about the loss of um mm. the the bat and everything but no I I thought this was this was brilliant so um yeah one one thing I really do want to give the episode a lot of credit for I do talk a lot about um like structure and pacing which can sort of contribute and help each other uh I thought the episode was perfectly structured pretty much yeah. I I didn't think of too much about the episode that wasn't structured very well but uh nonetheless really really good opening scene what did you think yeah, I really enjoyed this. I, I think um, it's it's one of those things that certainly in a story like this, it helps to tie up what happened with the baseball bat, Lucille. Um, and, you know, because like you say, it, the, the bat has been missing for a very, very long time. And it also ends up help giving him some sort of closure, which I think is good, you know, um, because the Negan that comes back out of that cabin the next day is changed yet again, but hasn't kind of gone back to the old Negan either. So it's a sort of another version of Negan that we're getting out, which I'm really interested to see sort of towards the end of the episode. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought, yeah, the whole idea of, of sort of Carol essentially trying to save him and, you know, thinking this isn't safe if he stays here. So let's try and put him somewhere else. I thought that was kind of interesting. And yeah, then the scene of him actually going and digging around to dig up Lucille and digging holes sort of everywhere. And they had that, that sort of overhead shot of him digging kind of various holes. I thought was quite cool. They did a really good job of that. Um, the, uh, I, I didn't actually spot the, the Negan theme thing, but I suspect if it was there, it was intentional. Uh, mm-hmm. cause I mean, the, the great Bear McCready is the person that writes the uh, music for this. So he does a phenomenal job on this and a million other shows. So sometimes, sometimes the Negan score can be a little bit subtle somewhat. Mm. It, it's not like a, um, what's Darth Vader's theme called? Imperial... Uh, the Imperial March. Yeah. It's yeah. not like something massive, you know, you, you notice when yeah. that sort of song comes on but uh yeah sometimes it's just this little guitar thing in in the background but uh right, yeah. i still like it so mm. yeah i also do like the way that they establish where exactly negan is because even though it's quite a 
basic thing when we when the count the we get the shot of that um glass panel thing and you're reminded yeah. that okay that's where he he uh got his throat cut by yeah. um by rick because he i mean how many times have we been in the wood or woods or on, on the field on this show so he could have literally been anywhere so it's a good way to establish yeah early on is it like what he was sort of doing so because because if you'd have kind of just shown okay he's gone out to this field and he's just digging we might have been a bit like okay well what what is he what is he doing but uh i thought that yeah. was good so yeah no, absolutely. Um, it helps when, you know, you've got a tree like that that's got, like, the glass panels on it. So it's, it is a very definite landmark, and there aren't that many of those sort of landmarks out in the middle of woods. So, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. We also haven't been to this area for two seasons. so That is true, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in a flashback, because holding Lucille sort of sparks this kind of flashback, uh, mm-hmm. we go back 12 years and uh, Captain Negan appears where Craven, a leader of uh, Valax Vipers, a biker gang uh, that steals people's supplies, questions him about how he got his wife's medicine. Um, he hits Negan with the objective of finding out where he got it from. Negan reveals that he got it three days ago in a motorhome where he threatened a man with a pistol, forcing him to give him medicine. But suddenly a woman knocks him out with a baseball bat who's revealed to be Laura, who is we know as one of the saviors. Um, a man introduced himself as Franklin, Laura's adoptive father. Negan reveals that Lucille, his wife, has cancer. So, yeah, this is the sort of the the start first bit of the sort of flashback thing. In actual fact, there's two flashbacks in this because we start at sort of 12 years ago and then it sort of jumps back a couple of weeks again or a couple of days I think it's a few to, days, yeah. Yeah, a few days to to where he actually went and got the supplies. Um, so, yeah, this is... Um, I, I like this scene. This is... We get to see another version of Negan again because this is sort of pre-him becoming the more evil version. I don't want to call it evil version. The version that we kind of first meet on the show. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because they started flashing back throughout the episode and like going further back in time and i was like oh well i'm not really sure what they're kind of I, I, I was a little bit nervous of it at first um but i, I can't i mean there probably has been but i can't think off the top of my head of another episode that has successfully told its story backwards and then gone to the present and finished the episode uh there probably hasn't been that many that have done it but um yeah they they structured it really really well together which is probably quite hard to write and quite hard to put together when you're doing a story that's going, that's going backwards. Uh, but no, I thought it established um, some characters pretty well. You know, this uh, uh, Craven guy, leader of the, the Vipers. Uh, this guy, by the way, I don't know if he's... He's not in the... I'll say the main comic book that I've read. He's probably in the Here's Negan book. Yeah, I, 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 I would imagine so. at least some of these characters. I don't know about um, Laura, because I think she was made... For right. the show, but I think this this guy Craven probably because I imagine some of these characters are probably from the Here's Negan book because they probably yeah. adapted the story here from that. But uh, yeah, it it shows a good or an interesting kind of I guess more vulnerable side of Negan. Like okay, he can still be taken even back this far. He could still be like you know taken captive and that sort of thing. Because you look at I'll say season seven War Negan and the Negan of now. Uh, he probably is. A bit, I say, less powerful than than what he was. You know, he's not got his sort of um, his his group with him and everything. And this kind of showed 
this flashback with him being you know tied to the chair and stuff kind of showed similarities to what he's like now which kind of tells you a little bit about sort of his journey he didn't have mm. very much then he ended up with this you know he, he lost <laughs> something which is his wife then he ended up with the group the saviors at some point and then we go back to um what he has now but uh, no i thought it was a good way to introduce the characters as well and uh yeah obviously he's you know going around telling people that uh his wife has cancer but he's pretty desperate for uh help with the supplies and stuff i thought you, you know when that guy took one of the um the bags out of that that box and he was just sort of like being really careless yeah. with it i thought it was gonna like throw it at negan and break it or like mm. smash it on the floor i i thought he was gonna like damage it or something but um yeah kind of kind of uses it a little bit as a as a bargaining chip i suppose so but, but but what i kind of thought was because he's got what three or four in there use one to kind of show negan a bit of fear or just to like yeah, show get, they get a bit of business, fear out of Negan, yeah. but they they just used other tactics, which was uh, some other stuff. So, but no, nonetheless, I thought it was a a good little sort of double scene. Um, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, well, there's, there's there's sort of two bits. There's the scene that uh, there's that scene there where he's kind of been questioned with the bikers, which is sort of a fairly short scene, and yeah. then you've got the the bit with uh, Negan when he turns up at the at the motel. I hadn't actually w- realized that. Um, Laura was one of the saviors until I kind of saw the some stuff afterwards and uh, I hadn't kind of made the connection that's who it was but uh, yeah I mean that what what's sort of good about this is it shows um, you know he's pretty much just like anybody else would be in an apocalypse you've got the woman that he loves is incredibly sick um, she's short on medicine and he will do anything he possibly can to try and save her and you know i think you can't really begrudge him that you know he's he's found a, he's heard of a place where they've got medicine he's going to go and try and take it off them um because he needs to save her and he doesn't want to risk being told no uh or them sort of uh bargain you know trying to bargain stuff because he's got nothing to bargain with so he basically just sort of goes and says i'm going to try and take it and um yeah i it, again this comes back to sort of had you, this been the first episode of the show you'd be kind of with him probably you know mm. um so yeah. i i i kind of uh yeah it's it's just interesting um the the way this is all sort of set up uh yeah and uh the definitely the the viker gangs the viper gang was you know not a nice bunch of people so uh yeah i i sort of think this was um yeah this was sort of all kind of nicely well done um yeah yeah the, the, the other interesting thing it shows as well is you know you look at the different sides of negan we've been shown in this episode and then obviously, you know, people say, oh, you know, he's a big villain, he killed Glenn and that kind of thing. And then you look at somebody like the, this Craven guy from the Vipers, they're clearly just out for whatever they can get and they don't seem yeah. to have much else that they sort of care about. So it's a good way of showing again, okay, yes, Negan did a bad thing to the, to the group that we really, you know, love and everything, but there's other people that are still worse than him. And I think that's also kind of important yeah. to, to show that as well, especially this redemption arc that he's been on since the he's been in prison since what season nine or so so uh it was it was good to show that as well to show that okay he's done some bad things definitely and they get 
uh, talked about in this episode, but there are worse people than him out there mm. in in the world. So I thought that was that was good, especially somebody that's like, um, with this this uh, Craven guy not really caring about. Okay, his wife is you know not only is everyone dealing with this crazy apocalypse with zombies and stuff, but there's somebody who's still dealing with something that we were dealing with before the world yeah, like yeah. this, which is cancer, and he just doesn't like care about that at all. He doesn't try to like show he doesn't show needing any sympathy whatsoever it's just sort of like okay you're gonna do this thing for me and and whatever uh so i I just thought it was interesting for them to show that and then show negan's character sort of against that so yeah um did you did you notice uh did you recognize laura when when she came onto screen no no not at all uh i didn't notice that until sort of afterwards i really didn't um so yeah that that was a nice little addition that Mm -hmm. they put in i Um, did I did recognise her. I couldn't think of what her name was straight away. Um, right. But I, I, I recognised her. So that was that was cool. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, uh, six weeks before the events of that, Negan appears with Lucille helping her treatment and having a conversation when a walker suddenly appears to evade the perimeter of the little house that they're in. Uh, Negan has to go outside and subdue him. When the walker out to bite him uh lucille appears in just the most badass move possible uh <laughs> lucille who's who's on like a, a drip at the time appears behind him and eliminates him like with one shot she takes out a gun and, and shoots the walker through the head so um yeah the, then makes a comment about the fact that this was this was our last bullet or something um at dusk, Negan, at Luke Seal's request, turns off the electric generator since the sound of the walkers, um, uh, the sound attracts the walkers. They both begin to have dinner, and Luke uh, Seal give for their anniversary gives him a jacket of leather um, to Negan, a jacket of leather, leather jacket <laughs> to <laughs> Negan. Um, the next day, Negan discovers that Lucille's medicines are, have been spoiled because they were in the freezer and uh, something went wrong when they turned off the generator. It didn't stay cold enough. So this is when Negan decides that he's got to go out and find medications for Lucille. Um, so, yeah, this was the, the sort of first time we really see Lucille properly. Mm. And yeah. uh, I mean, I thought these scenes were really, really good. Uh, the The kind of introduction really of lucille as a character which is is when she kind of walks out with the the you know she's got like the the thing on the um uh the the medicine on the drip thing yeah and and walks out and just shoots <laughs> the walker through the head um there is a thing about that that uh they, they talked about on the talking dead afterwards about them changing the line um about you know this is this was our last bullet because uh, it was something else that she said originally, and they changed that line oh. uh, to to make it a bit more subtle. Um, but we'll come to that later on. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a great sort of introduction of her, and um, uh, it just shows what a complete hard ass she is. Mm-hmm. You know, and how Negan is is somewhat softer at this point. I mean, it was one Walker, and he just couldn't deal with it at all so mm-hmm. um that that is one thing i've liked to see 
um, throughout all these kind of shows is is certain characters that have maybe flashbacks or in earlier parts of the seasons. Uh, well beyond probably did the, the best job of this. Showing characters that you know at that point in time aren't as well trained yeah. in Killing Walkers. Because you look at somebody like Negan or Rick or Carol or you know, Daryl like now and you think, okay, one walker, they could just probably kill it with their eyes closed. Um, I wouldn't recommend them to do that, but they probably no, could. No, no, uh, no. But uh, they, they, you know, they could take them on very, very easily. But seeing, because we've not really seen Negan like this before, where he's, you know, that that point back in time to where mm. they would struggle a little bit more to kill these. Because even though we could, you know, me, you, and you know, the the audience could probably say like, oh yeah, we could take on a walker and this kind of thing, and you know, oh we've we've watched the Walking Dead and stuff, and sure, we'd have certain ideas of how to do certain things. But that first kind of one or the first few walkers, you you would struggle because it would be like something you've never really faced before. Um, you know, this like undead thing that's trying to trying to bite you. So it's I, I'm glad that they did show a bit of that in this episode as well. And you didn't need to do it like loads of times, just like once or twice or something to show, show him struggling a little bit against a walker. Because mm. from what we've seen from Negan since, you know, end of season six, we've never seen this this side of him. And I'm not saying you have to do that with every single character, but when you dedicate an episode to a character like this and do a flashback it's it's just good to sort of see that so um yeah great introduction to lucille what's his wife's name again uh his wife's name is hillary burton morgan okay so hillary uh yeah very very good actress uh, i don't know if she's been in too many things before i, I can't she, recall uh um, i think was it the oc uh, one tree hill she was in okay, um that's probably that. the biggest thing she's i've not really seen that uh she was in the fox lethal weapon series uh, she was in Grey's Anatomy for a little bit as well, huh, and cool. um, the the ABC drama Forever. She was also in. Uh, so yeah, there's oh, oh white collar. So she's been in a few different bits and pieces. Okay, over that's the good. years. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, I've, I, this is the first time I've seen her like on screen yeah. stuff. I, I've seen you know, clips of her talking about things, but I've not actually seen her acting before uh, it's a shame because i would have liked to have seen more of it but obviously we we know what happens to the character uh but mm. maybe she can be put into a, a another show that uh maybe i'd watch or something because I, I i did quite like her in the episode yeah. and uh, as we said before you know the idea of like okay we need to cast somebody who is going to be negan's on-screen wife he's got a wife that is an actress let's let's use her so it's a great idea it's pretty simple but yeah. it's it's a very very good, good idea um, but yeah, her coming out and just sort of shooting this walker, there was clearly a level of bit between them, because they showed this walker a few times, and like how it's banging on the side of this uh, place that they're living in, and it's sort of like, they both know, okay, one of them's got to take care of this, obviously Negan's the one that's got a bit more, a bit more able to, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, or, or apparently not quite so able to, really, because he <laughs> struggles to kill it, and then uh, Lucille does it herself, but um, yeah, I thought that was, this, this was a, a good little piece of the episode. So. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because he does make a remark about the fact that um, it, it's not that he he doesn't want to go out and kill it. He doesn't want to get used to the idea of killing them. And he does make like that, that yeah. comment in there, which uh, he's, he's kind of quite telling, given the other bits of the story that we find out later on. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was really quite interesting. And and. Yeah, I mean, Hillary just did an amazing job as Lucille. I thought she was really good throughout this. Um, 
And I, I, I mean, let's be honest, she did only get the part, I think, because of the fact that she's married to Jeffrey. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not, the, not that she's, I, you know, I've not seen her in anything else, but that was the main reason because it was COVID and it meant that you already had two people that were in a bubble anyway. Yeah, so yeah. It, 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 it all fit less very nicely. It, it fit very nicely, but she was perfectly cast for it. It was absolutely the right thing to do. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm so glad they did that because I think it worked really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Can Can you think of other examples of real life couples that have played on screen partners? Um, the the uh, not not husband and wife that come to mind i mean other than ones that either weren't together when they worked together and that was where they met or uh because like um mr and mrs smith angelina jelly and brad pitt worked together yeah yeah. uh and there was sort of boyfriend girlfriend with um uh the the nina dobrev and and uh what's his face from um vampire diaries uh, who okay. actually were still together on the show after they split up, which <laughs> which must have been a bit awkward for the last couple mm. of seasons. Yeah. Oh, I remember there was um the guy that played Charlie in Lost and Angelina Lily. They they did date when uh, they worked. Oh right, together, yeah, yeah. And then they broke up, and then the show kind of uh, went went from there. I'm not going to say what happened in case yeah, of spoilers, yeah. but uh, that was that was another interesting situation. So mm. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there aren't that many married couples that I know of that work together. I mean, there are some, but hmm. yeah. Um. So, where are we? Uh, Seven so we get. A, yeah. So ne- then, then we get another time jump, which jumps seven months before that. Uh, so this is sort of pre-apocalypse. Uh, and Lucille is approaching Negan about the cost of the $600 jacket that he's just bought. Um, so this is explaining why she had this leather jacket to give him as an anniversary gift during the middle of the apocalypse, because obviously not many shops open and she can't really go anywhere because <laughs> she's got cancer. So, uh, yeah, that was sort of the exp- explanation for that. He's like, this is a great scene as well, because he's sort of downstairs playing video games against children by the looks of things. Um, during a lunch, she remembers that the that the doctor diagnosed her with pancreatic cancer and later reveals to Negan about the illness. Uh, shortly afterwards, Negan appears with Franklin who was, uh, who with the help of Laura go gives Lucille medicines. Laura gives her baseball bat to Negan so she can use it as a defense. You've got a couple of things in there. There's, there's this sort of cute scene, which is before the, um apocalypse and uh negan has essentially lost his job for some reason but which we don't know at the time and uh he's downstairs playing video games and he's claiming oh i've got some things lined up and she doesn't believe him and uh then he he's the the important thing about this was the fact that he she sort of says oh i've got a doctor's appointment you know i told you about this and he says i can't do it because i've got to go and you know I've, i've got this this meeting thing um uh got to go and meet his probation officer so we knew that he got fired from the job because of the the uh because it's some trouble with the law so mm. it was some sort of assault or something 
because he yeah he sort of mentions it later um, yeah yeah no he talks about it later yeah but uh, we don't know at the time exactly what it is yeah and um yeah so uh that's the reason that he gives for not being able to go to the doctors with her she then kind of goes to the doctors and he's like oh it'd be fine and then gets this diagnosis yeah it's a it's pretty unfortunately sort of lined up you know he lies about this appointment thing and it turns out that's quite a very big important um mm. meeting for her because it's when she finds out what's what's going on with her um so that was uh that was not very not very good but um that was that was what happened um it's interesting with this episode you know they bring up the jacket at this point in the story and uh, of course in the sort of future from this point we see her uh, give it to him as the the anniversary thing, which I thought was very nice, and um, it it does go to show you know the, these two, these two iconic things for Negan the baseball bat and the meaning there and this jacket as well because when we f- think of the fully characterized version of Negan uh, mm. or like if you go to buy merch for Negan you know I've got like a Negan figure on my shelf and stuff and he's got the jacket yeah. and he's got the bat and he's got you know his 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 full outfit and stuff. Um, but the, these aren't those two things to him aren't just oh it's a baseball bat for me to use with barbed wire and it's a jacket. These are things. That, well, well, one of them he names after his wife who dies in a very you know tragic way, and this jacket is something that he um, got given to her uh, for their for their anniversary. So they they mean something quite deep to him. Um, yeah. Some, some people would look and think like oh you know it's just a baseball bat. What like what what's, yeah. What why why do you care about it so much? Because um, if you look at the one of the scenes later when he goes to put Lucille in the fire, the the bat, and you could you could look at that scene and be like, oh, you know, it's a bit weird the way he's sort of cradling this bat, but it it just means more than that to to him. So I like that the episode sort of um, showed those two things, which was which was good. But this this scene also does show a bit of uh, Negan's um, bad side as well, not his like war bad side, but kind of some of his earlier. Uh, yeah, bad, bad tendencies and things. Um, by the way, did you know what? Uh, this is something I look out for when characters are playing video games. Do you know what controller that is? No, what was it? It's uh, an Xbox 361. I know that because oh, yeah. the uh, the bit on the back is like a detachable battery thing, which you can still oh, do right, on an yeah, Xbox yeah. One controller, but it sort of sticks out in a certain way. But uh, yeah, yeah. any time there's like characters <laughs> uh, on on. Um, uh, in in shows and films and stuff, uh, I always look to see what control they got. Most of the time, those controllers aren't turned on, <laughs> which is yes. very weird. Uh, I couldn't yeah. quite I couldn't quite see if this one was turned on or not because the the light for an Xbox 360 controller is not quite that bright and everything. But uh, anyway, I thought I'd, I thought I'd look at that and see what one he's got. But uh, yeah, it was for uh, Xbox 360, so uh, that was that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I I thought this was a good scene. It kind of showed a bit of the the worse side of Negan which obviously gets redeemed a bit more later on because uh, I like how this connects with one of the uh, earlier scenes in the episode one of the future scenes but earlier scenes in the episode when um with the whole uh no sorry with, the, with, with one of the next bits which is um him saying like oh you know I didn't deserve you and that kind of thing yeah and you know, you, you get to find out why that is it's because of these things that he did like lying about appointments and that kind of thing so, um, yeah, what do you think of, of all that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I this was a really interesting sort of bit. The fact that, you know, we're, we're seeing the kind of elements that have become quite iconic with Negan, the jacket where, where 
you know, was given to him by his wife, the baseball bat, who, which is what's interesting with the baseball bat is it's literally just a baseball bat that, that Laura just hands him and goes, here you are. This will help protect you. You know, right. you need a bit more defense because there's these bikers out on the road. Um, and it's just a baseball bat. That's all it is. And she, I mean, I don't know whether it'd be interesting to know whether Laura actually realized later on that, you know, this iconic weapon that he was around with was the bat that, that she gave him, you know, um, Hmm. And he's sort of immortalized as Lucille. I do wonder whether she actually realized that that was the same thing, you know, and she, she feels partly responsible for maybe creating Negan in some way. Mm, uh, but yeah. yeah, that, that would be kind of interesting, but um, yeah, I mean this, this whole sort of scene, the whole, the, the doctor's office thing where it's revealed she's got cancer, uh, that, that, um, that whole thing of when he sort of comes back as well. Um, and, you know, he's, he's kind of gone out and she is, you know, she gets the diagnosis. She's looking through his phone. She's trying to call her best friend and the best friend doesn't pick up. She's trying to call Negan and Negan doesn't pick up. And she kind of puts two and two together about where he actually is. Cause she also calls his probation officer and he's saying, no, I'm not supposed to see him today. So there's that phone call as well, mm. which yeah. is, um, you know, quite interesting. And then when Negan comes home, she's like sat there with a gun on the table. And you do wonder, was it, you know, was that like, was she, would she have shot him? I don't know. Um, hmm. And he comes in and he's, I, and, you know, goes, I've got cancer and throws some, or just throws some pamphlets at him. And you can see him completely sort of change in that moment as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was definitely a wake-up call for him, which I think is, mm-hmm. again, an interesting point to, to his character. There, there's so many interesting things in this episode about Negan's character that we'd kind of known a little bit, but got so much more clarity on. And uh, again, that's just what makes this episode so good. So, because um, like going from literally the scene that we're, talking about you know him sitting playing this game and kind of lying and stuff and then the change with um you know her coming home and or sorry him coming home to her and uh you know the this booklet gets put down and that's just that that's like the moment for for negan i thought that was that was great it's Mm. it's a shame that it took that to get him to change but still he yeah it was still great that he that he decided to to change from that point um so because there is you know there's a there's a lot of uh i mean we'll talk about certainly tragedies here in a bit but uh this episode certainly shows okay there was some tragedies in in his life obviously the the big one being his wife um but yeah it's it's just really really good so in another flashback negan reluctantly gives the uh He's, he's we're back with him um talking to craven and he reluctantly gives them the location of franklin and the medical truck um upon capturing franklin and laura the gun let negan go back with the medicine he returns to lucille only to be greeted by a message on the door saying please don't leave me like this um, and opens the door to discover that Lucille has in actual fact killed herself. Um, and uh, yeah, she's 
opens the door she's in the bed with a sort of bag over her head having tied herself to the bed um after grieving for a while a devastated negan sets the house on fire to end the misery uh dons his leather jacket and wraps the baseball bat in barbed wire this was just the most heartbreaking scene um I, we've seen in a walking dead for a very long time i think um i mean certainly of the episode because i mean it it, be, it really seems like if you actually look at what lucille was wearing she pretty much killed herself the day negan left which mm. was a few weeks beforehand so she's he's been out there trying to save her and get all this stuff and been through all this to get to this point and she's been dead the entire time you know um and then he gets back to find that she you know because they had a conversation earlier on about you know i don't you you've you've made up for you know all the mistakes that you made um you don't need to keep on making up for it now i want you here and she wanted him there to sort of you know watch her you know die because she knew that was coming um she knew it was coming to the end this also comes back to the line that they changed um when she said that was our last bullet apparently originally in the script she said i was saving that and right right uh the they decided that was maybe a bit either either a bit too obvious or possibly a bit too cryptic so yeah that makes sense yeah they altered it um but yeah uh i i just thought that the scene particularly when she's there as a sort of walker and trying to to kind of claw at negan's face and he's like the you know, they've got this shot of them you know almost staring at each other and and he's just falling to bits because he can't bring himself to physically bash her head in you know and and put her out of misery so ends up just burning the entire place to the ground yeah i uh, just just amazing scene i thought this was yeah th- this is one of the most heartbreaking scenes in the whole show um you know you think of other uh, maybe like carl's death was pretty pretty heartbreaking and there's obviously been some you know sophia coming out of the barn and some mm. other ones as well um uh yeah it's 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 it was it was a lot to to kind of take in which at the end of the day if you're going to write something this powerful and effective if if i watch a scene like this and i go oh right okay as opposed to if i go oh wow this was like incredible and effective then it means you uh, ultimately it's, it's sad and heartbreaking but it means they've they've done their ultimately the job here is to write something effective and that makes mm. me really feel something as heartbreaking as the scene is it needed to be it needed to be as heartbreaking and effective as what it was in order to actually do its job. Because I've I've always said about like character deaths or whatever, if there's a character in whether whatever piece of media you're consuming, if there's a character that you really really care about like a lot, or a character that you have like strong feelings for, and they die, and you go oh right, or, or sort of like oh okay they're they're dead, then then that piece of media hasn't done its job correctly whereas if you're like mm-hmm. oh, oh i'm really devastated this character's gone and i really feel you know really feel you know they're they're lost and stuff um then then yeah that that's that's always the way that kind of needs to be which i know is kind of a heartbreaking thing but that's ultimately the job of the people 
you know making whatever whatever it is same thing you know like glenn's death is if glenn gets his head bashed in and you'll go oh right okay or like we sort of don't really mourn it that much then the same yeah. kind of thing applies but uh it's one thing that's really interesting here is this craven guy says about okay if, you, if you're kind of he sort of teases negan a bit says you know if you're, if you're gone for too long and she thinks that you've just gone out and left her uh, yeah. Which was kind of exactly what happens, and Negan's fear of you know what Craven's telling him, which Negan knows is likely to be possible and ends up being the actual case. Um, again, just really, really puts a lot onto onto Negan's character. I think one thing that's done very, very well here is this: this isn't the case of whether it's a male or a female character. You can kind of quantify this the same way. It this isn't using a character's death to further another character this is mm. you know set because this was very appropriately set up and everything and yeah and kind of you know the, the story was well told it's both like that let's say you do the same story and lucille doesn't have cancer she gets just shot in the head like you know just tragically and sort of randomly mm. or for shock value and then that that pushes Negan's character forward. That's not quite the way to do that. So having yeah, yeah. this very effective, you know, cancer thing was uh, what wasn't a way to just use one character to push another forward, which I think is uh, which mm. is a good thing. But yeah, there, there's just so much in here that you know, heartbreaking death. Negan was teased about what might happen. It happens, and uh, it causes Negan Negan to you know kind of become a bit of the Negan that we know. I mean, the the music kind of kicks in a little bit slightly later. I think, uh, you know, kind of kicks the door open, burns his place down, puts the barbed wire on the bat, puts the jacket on, gets on his motorcycle. That's the Negan that we, that we're introduced to. So, yeah, but obviously, yeah. you know, he's extremely pissed off and, uh, part broken, obviously. Uh, but yeah. it, it, it worked very, very well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't quite. I mean, I I thought ne uh, not Negan. I thought Lucille would be dead by the end of the episode. I wasn't quite sure in exactly what context that would happen. Um, I did think it would be to do directly with the cancer, but having this was was just so heartbreaking. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, d- testament to uh, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, who is the the writer of this episode, Absolutely. and 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 Hilary Burton Morgan, who played Lucille, that this is a character that we've seen on screen for, you know, probably 30 minutes, maybe max. Um, and yeah. still manages to produce one of the most heartbreaking deaths in the entire run of the series. Uh, you know, uh, just, just really, really tragic and horrible. And, um, you know, and it was somebody that took their own life because of the fact that, you know, she didn't want to, she, she knew that she was going to, you know, that they, there was a very, very slim chance that she was ever going to actually managing to beat the cancer. And at at that particular point, it was going to just keep dragging Negan down and she doesn't want to do that. She needs him to move on. So uh, decides to take matters into her own hands. And it's, yeah, just, just horrible situation and, and really, really tragic. And I, and what's interesting is that switch that it flips in Negan's head, which mm-hmm. sets him on this path. Um, yeah, it, it's just the, the whole sequence is you, know, you are seeing this, the, you know, this, this version of 
Negan build and that one particular event is the thing that really switches him into the version of Negan that we later later see um, and now we've seen this long history you're you're sort of seeing him try to sort of revert back a bit to this older version whereas you know we've had this bit in the middle where he's been where you know he's at the moment when you know and has been sort of since he was caught, captured and locked up where neither one thing or the other he's not being kind of the old cocky Negan he's not been the sort of murderous Negan he's been this just shadow of himself and been a very different version of it so he's trying the whole what's what's good about this episode is it is it is about him finding some semblance of himself again overall and you know i i think that's just just it's so well written the episode he did an amazing job with the writing in this i mean yeah. they had a good book to come from but you know um still it's a really good job yeah definitely. um so uh negan returns to take out the vipers um Franklin escapes his bonds as to subdue Craven. Franklin goes to free Laura. Negan taunts Craven with a Craven with a story of how he lost his job at the high school due to severely beating a man who was rude to Lucille. Um, and then talks about the fact that the in you know civilized society, uh, you know, you have legal consequences, which are the things that keep you in line, and you know. Uh, he's always wondered how far he can go and now we're at a situation where there are no consequences you know other than your own morality and he's okay with you know bashing some guy's head in that's dead in wrong so you know um so uh negan then uses the bat who he is now named lucille in memory of his wife to kill craven so yeah, I mean, this is this is really Negan realizing that he is free, essentially. You know, um, yeah. he's free to to act on his worst impulses, and nobody's going to stop him if that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, which is leading to more of the like season seven war version of him, which is which yeah. is which is basically the Negan that we get in these scenes um yeah i i really really like i mean i like all the scenes in this episode so uh but um it's another great one and uh it's i don't know they just yeah they just did such a great job with with what they did in this episode with that but um it's interesting really if you think about uh, again the whole bat thing and you know lucille and what lucille means to him and everything um i don't think it's necessarily just a case either of um He's named his dead wife after the the bat. I think it's now sort of his. I don't know if I can phrase this exactly how I want to, but like his dead wife is now his his weapon. That that's sort of like her legacy yeah. continued. If if that makes if that makes sense, I'm not quite sure if I'm framing that correctly. But uh, yeah, she, that that's sort of like he, he's he's fighting this world with her because she's 
like na- na- that the yeah. bat is now named after her so she's now the his sort yeah, of yeah. weapon yeah. so yeah that's that's kind of what i tried to try to say there but um i and i like that as well and you know the whole jacket thing and and everything so um yeah cool to see you know we haven't quite seen this negan since what the end of season eight because that was pretty much his season seven and season eight mm. story which uh i still can't believe that story lasted so long but um yeah but uh, it's it's cool. Again, we just get so many different versions of Negan in this scene, but not uh, not as if it's like dramatic character shifts. You get it explained clearly in each scene. You know why he is the way he is, and uh, yeah. yeah, clearly the wife, the death of his wife, uh, pushed him pushed him towards this, which again is understandable. The whole grief kind of angle and and going back to the people that wronged him within the context of this world, uh, mm-hmm. it all makes sense. So it's a, yeah. it's a great scene. Uh, I also did like. Um, in this yeah seeing the um seeing him actually get the barbed wire and sort of put it on the bat and that kind of thing i thought was yeah yeah so that was good yeah well what do you think uh yeah no i i thought this was this was great him um actually explaining the you know this sort of realization that he is he's no longer constrained by society you know he he's always wondered how far he can go and now he realizes you know the 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 because he's talking about the consequences of of when he beat this guy up uh who happened to be a father of some of the kids at the school that you know he met in a bar and he was being a he's being a dick in this bar and it ended up with negan getting into a fight with him and there were consequences to that fight which meant that he lost his job but but now you're in a situation where there are no consequences when that sort of thing happens and therefore you you can push yourself to do things that maybe you wouldn't normally do and mm-hmm. um you know he'd always wondered about that and now he gets to find out so yeah yeah and he and he says this is the first time that he killed somebody because he, he baseball bats one of the guards over the head and that's the first time he'd actually killed somebody you know so mm-hmm. yeah which, i mean it's which, yeah. which th- this world would drive you to become like that uh, not not exactly like that, but it would drive a lot of people closer to doing that yeah, sort because of thing. It, yeah. Uh, again, because of what, being... again, because what I said at the top, somebody would kill you for a bottle of water in this yeah. world. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so back in the present, a Walker tries to attack Negan. Um, he kills it with Lucille the bat. Um, but the force blows combined with the bat's brittle condition because it's basically been lying in the ground for five years or however long it is. A long time, uh, yeah. Causes Lucille to split and break beyond repair. That night, Negan memorializes his wife and apologizes to her before burning the bat in the fireplace at the cabin. Um, at peace with his past, Negan returns to Alexandria, where Carol warns him that Maggie will likely try and kill him if he stays. She admits she took him to the cabin so that his death would not be on our conscience, but now he's made the decision to return anyway. She feels no guilt about it if he does die. Uh, Negan accepts whatever befalls him and walks back into An- Alexandria, answering Maggie's hateful stare with a smirk. So that was interesting, that little smile at the end, because... Mm. It's. I, I don't think he's going like back to being the sort of full-blown, you know, War Negan as we're referring to him. But he does seem to have got some of his mojo back. Some of his that. confidence, yeah. 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 So you know, that, I think 
that's going to be interesting moving forward and be interesting to see how he handles the Maggie situation next season because that's going to be tricky. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. I don't know how they're going to play that, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting that. Yeah, I think this is a really great way to end the season as well. Uh, this mm-hmm. kind of last look between Maggie and Negan, we know that this, I guess, rivalry is the word to use, has been going on for so long. Obviously, Lauren had to go off screen for a little bit, worked on a different show and came back, so a bit of a different scenario. But uh, yeah, now that Herschel Jr. is there, how is she going to deal with that? How is Negan going to deal with Herschel uh Herschel Jr. Um we shall we shall see. But uh yeah I I really like the the scene with the with the fireplace. It's him just making peace with the with the past and attempting to move on. Uh it's his his way of sort of doing that. Um I kind of agree with what Carol was saying as well. Was like, hey I did try to warn you of like okay here's yeah. this here's this cabin you can live in. She's after you. You've known that since you killed Glenn. So he's known that for quite a few years let's just say that i'm not going to try and do an exact breakdown of the timeline there but for quite some time um but he's got a bit of his confidence back and he's willing to go back into alexandria so yeah I, i'm with carol on that of like okay if if negan dies which i'm not thinking is going to happen but in the context of the world if if he does carol's kind of done her part it's interesting what's the interesting part as well with carol doing this deal is they had the deal in was it season 10 of like okay i'm gonna get you out of this prison cell uh if you want to redeem yourself go and infiltrate the whisperers and kill alpha so they've it's not the first time they've done sort of deals with each other so there's clearly that bit of i don't know if you'd call it a relationship sort of business relationship almost of like they, they they don't really like each other but they will do favors for each other i suppose um yeah. or carol will try to sort of help him which i thought was good but uh yeah i just i just think the ending shot you know negan giving that old kind of negan smile again not the season seven version but a more confident sort of negan someone who's who's willing to, to come back um i just kind of wonder how i i think we can see a little bit of how negan's gonna handle this i just wonder how maggie's going to and again what she's gonna tell her her son i wonder if she says like how come you why do you keep staring at that guy or something i don't know yeah. or like why, why why do you keep why do you do keep staring at each other or something but um yeah. i don't know Some, sometimes it's difficult to explain things to to children yeah. that that young especially something as heavy as you know his own father's death so yeah. we'll yeah. see but uh i think this is going to lead brilliantly into hopefully what we're going to get in uh season 11 so cool yeah cool yeah, yeah, I I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see where it goes moving forward mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. Uh, so, so that, oh. yeah, go. On. So uh, that is the end of the episode. Really good end to show. Sure, there were some rocky episodes in this ten C yeah. portion. There was. I, I think we got three good ones. I think the maybe four. The 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 princess episode was good. The Gabriel one was good. The Maggie one at the start was all right. <laughs> Um, yeah. and the, uh, the, the, obviously this Negan one was, was very, very good, but the two that just stick out to me are the, the Daryl and Carol episodes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, especially the second one. <laughs> yes. Uh, very strange. Somebody, I, I think, um, wrote in like some comments section somewhere. Uh, it was, it was a joke from like last week's episode. They said, Hey, the, you know, this week, um, Carol's making soup. Daryl's fixing his bike. Next week, Negan's going to look for toilet roll. 
Uh, we, just, we <laughs> yeah. thank, thankfully we didn't get that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but obviously we can move past that. So I think we should move into some uh, some feedback. If you've got any thoughts on the episode or anything really related to entertainment talk, um, or if you want to write in for season eleven or whatever the case may be, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter eTalk UK does contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into these comments because they or some of these because they go into last week's episode. So I'm just going to read them out. We can give little responses, but we've we talked about last week's episode already. Yeah. Uh, so so this is from some of the Facebook groups that I posted in. Um, a guy called Brian, I think his name is, said it was so boring. Um, mm-hmm. G- G- Gigi, G-I-G-I, I'm not sure how you exactly pronounce that, says, yes, horrible, I can't stand Carol anymore, she says. Um, I think Carol's still got some qualities I, to didn't, her. didn't put me off any of the characters, I just think it was a terribly written episode. Um, mm. But yeah, it doesn't put yeah. me off the I, characters. And I actually quite like, the, as I say, the, the, as I said last week, the the comedy stuff i think the mistake they made with last week's episode was it was a great opportunity to do a one-off kind of sillier comedy episode which you never get in the walking dead but i think you could have done that last week and they didn't have the guts to lean fully into it mm. uh and and i yeah. would have really have liked to seen that and i thought carol you know melissa could have pulled that off wonderfully and i think that would have worked really really well as a carol episode and uh yeah i i sort of wish they'd linked it lent into that a bit more I've noticed among the fan base that in terms of Carol, ever since the accident with Connie, um, mm. people have people have turned on her a bit, which is understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just people's stance mm. on on Carol. Uh, let's go to some other bits here. Where has it gone? There it is. Um, so Stephen says, yeah, it was not good. Um, and then Roberta has got a bit of a different. Um, bit of a different opinion which again is totally fine says we are lucky to have any episodes to watch to keep us connected see there's two sides to that first Mm. of all yeah we're we're lucky to you know in a world where there's a pandemic and that kind of thing lucky to have episodes made certainly you know the cast and crew being able to go and make these things i i get that the point is that you can do better because we had better in these six episodes so while i understand the whole yeah sure it's good to you know connect with the show and you know watch the show that we've got i agree with that side of things definitely but it's just that you can do better with what you had (laughs) so yeah i mean yeah i i yes i agree with the sentiment and i i'm generally try not to be overly critical because i mean you know i can't make a tv show so you know, uh, they're doing way better than I possibly could at it. But we're talking about our thoughts on it and, and whether we enjoy it or not. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, so I generally try not to be overly critical. But last week was not a good episode. I'm just sorry. It just wasn't. Mm. And um, and yeah, you know, I, I entirely agree in, in the yes, we are lucky that they have put managed to put these out. And I think. Overall, they did an incredible job of stick, stitching these six episodes together and doing it in a way which was safe, that kept the crew employed, kept the actors going, yeah. um, you know, gave them something to do for six episodes. Um, and the fact that they managed to get through that, they did an incredible job with it. But um, yeah, and because you know, season eleven is is a much bigger thing, so they needed things to be more open, which is why you got these six sort of COVID safe episodes, essentially. Uh, so yeah, they did. Generally, they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Just writing yeah. on 
could have been a lot better than it was. That's all. Yeah. Uh, someone called Vera said I liked it and then we had a three comment sort of discussion so I'm just going to read that out she said I liked it I said which part um, she said all of it I don't need action all the time this, this is again on last week's episode uh, right. I don't need action all the time it's life in an apocalypse just trying to be useful and survive yeah uh, I mean it tried to show the everyday life part of things you know these uh, again it's kind of what I talked about last week a bit showing the, these are the kind of things I assume just happen off screen you know this sort of making food mm-hmm. or keeping keeping things running um i just didn't quite expect to see that in an episode yeah. so but I, I i can kind of understand that again a little bit um you know trying to show a bit of that they just didn't quite pull it off so well yeah so um dylan has a funny little joke says uh, i guess you can because the episode was called diverge so keep that in mind uh last week's he said i guess you can say they diverged from the main plot yeah <laughs> I suppose yes, we, I suppose we can say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um where's the other one that I've got here? Um I think that was it from the Facebook groups and stuff. Yeah, that was um, it from the Facebook groups. Uh the other two emails that we got, um Arbed writes in again says so now that the final season is in sight, do you think it would be better for AMC to do a Negan spin-off instead of a Carol and Daryl one? Uh, I think that would be a good. You could still do both. There's not nothing yeah, stopping yeah, you yeah. doing I mean, both necessarily. Yeah. Um, well, unless unless Negan dies before the end of the run. But yes, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that that would obviously be a big obstacle. Um, I'd be interested to see. So you know, from where the episode in the flashback leaves off, you know, he's got Lucille. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you with that. You want to see him going from that point to being leader of the saviors. Yeah, meeting Dwight yeah. and you know all that all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I I think there is a mini series to be had there. Certainly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you showed, you showed us his you know backstory time with Lucille. I don't necessarily need to see any more of that. We we kind of got that concluded, but there's still room for to to show a bit of that. Like how how did he I've don't remember it being, expe- it being explained in the book no, no. how we did meet Dwight and that kind of thing, um, or even um, what was her name? Yeah. Sherry, Dwight, Dwight's, yeah. Dwight, Dwight's partner, uh, Sherry had yeah, and Simon and that kind of thing, yeah. and because you've you you would essentially go to you would essentially go to see a man who's on his own yeah. to a man who's got this because the saviors were huge. They're a huge, yeah. huge group of people, and I think you could uh, do quite a bit with that so yeah yeah uh, yeah uh i have to go in about three minutes so okay. well, it won't be too much longer so um th- yeah because i i need to meet somebody at one forty-five. so uh i really need to go in a sec uh okay. yeah no i'm i'm i think there is a mini series to have in that um that th- th- covers that that span i think there is definitely a series in there that you could use Mm-hmm. all right last bit that we got uh kelly says it was interesting and fun to see you both get annoyed and uh slightly bored at <laughs> last week's episode what other episodes yeah. what other episodes can i listen to where you're annoyed or angry um my title so, season I, two review <laughs> i i think uh if you want if you're talking walking dead episodes go back to the drudgery that was <laughs> the towards the end of the kind of negan um story arc because there i'm sure are episodes in there where we were like god this is dragging it's like wading through mud so mm-hmm. uh yeah in terms of the, this show i think then probably yeah uh but um 
Yeah, there's there's a uh, uh, on Geek Time Radio this week. There is quite a good rant from Bex, my co-host, about yeah. uh, about the uh, CW's Powerpuff Girls um, pilot, um, live action pilot. There's quite a good rant in there about that. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's I I generally try not to be overly negative, but there are occasions where that pops up. Mm-hmm. The, the other two examples I wanted to give here: yeah, the Titan season two review. And uh, any United cast episode where we've lost badly, uh, so, so either, <laughs> yeah. either not not by like one goal necessarily, but like if you go back to the Tottenham six one, the Leicester game from a few weeks ago, um, yeah, just that's that's me getting annoyed in different contexts because that's that football players and not actors, but uh, yeah, yeah, a- any any of those kinds of episodes. So go and check some of those out. Uh, all right, we need to wrap up. Um, so in the meantime, I just do a quick little sort of outro in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org tv video games films manchester United podcasts uh so check all that out if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk uh, patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers for actual podcast review options uh word of mouth you can just tell people to go to entertainmenttalk.org or search for us on podcast platforms search for entertainment talk um social media facebook twitter facebook groups that kind of thing uh, you can find david like we said on geek town geek town that could geek town radio those come out on tuesdays look out for those uh beck streams daily pretty much uh over on twitch trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s if you want to see her see in cardboard boxes and other <laughs> funny things like that you can and uh see her do some some charity work and that kind of thing as well uh go and check her out trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s uh so follow on there uh, and you can follow me as well on twitch etalk uk uh thanks everybody very much who's listened to us this season because this is the technical season finale uh thanks for the five years of support or the however long you've maybe supported entertainment talk for thank you for all that and uh we'll see you on uh august 22nd 23rd or slightly after like that, that yeah. for the for the final start of the final season we will obviously have a preview for that it'll be pretty big and we'll see you for that take care we'll see you next time goodbye see you bye right